are listening to the Faith Matters Podcast from Clearview Church, where we explore everyday faith in a complex world. Our goal is to strengthen and equip followers of Jesus just like you through practical and theological discussions and resources about important matters of faith in our complicated and our complex world. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or Spotify, and you can follow Clearview Church on Instagram and Facebook. And now, here's our latest episode of the Faith Matters Podcast. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Faith Matters Podcast. It's Elaine here, and today I'm so excited about our conversation because we're going to be talking to someone I regularly get email updates from because we use their ministry resources. I watch her on inspirational webinars as she encourages and motivates church leaders, and she was actually the main speaker at the National Prayer Breakfast in Ottawa and had personal conversation with our Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition They had conversations about faith in Canada. Can you guess who I'm talking to today? Well, if you guess Shayla Visser, you are correct. Shayla is the National Director of Alpha Canada and the Global Senior Vice President for Alpha International. She's the executive producer of both the Alpha Youth Film Series and the Alpha Film Series, both of which we've used at Clearview. And she currently holds a position on the board of the Damascus Road Foundation. Shayla has a heart for people coming to know Jesus and is passionate about helping the local church flourish. She's a gifted communicator who who is known for her strategic leadership, as well as her ability to bring people together. So today, Shayla, we welcome you to the podcast, and we're so delighted to have this conversation with you. Thanks, Elaine. I really am thrilled to have it with you as well. Thanks for coming. It's so great to have you. So I'm wondering, Shayla, if you can start us off by just telling us a little bit about your story. Maybe share where you're from and how you got connected with Alpha. Where did you go to school? You know, what are ways that, that you've grown up? So let us, yeah, tell us about it. I grew up in an immigrant family. My parents immigrated from India. My dad is actually Indian and my mom is uh, British. And they met in India and they immigrated to southwestern Ontario. So Mm -hmm. I really spent most of my formative years, they were well over 30 years in uh, Harrow, Ontario, which is south of Windsor. So that's where my formative years were spent. And I loved learning about faith. My mom took us to church. My dad wasn't interested until I was about 17. But we went to a wonderful Anglican church filled with farmers and locals. And it was a traditional Anglican church in the sense that, you know, on a full day, it was really just 80 people, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it was, it was not big, Uh, but it was a beautiful community where you knew grandparents and parents and my youth group leaders were my parents' best friends who believed the best out of, uh, of me and out of me. And I really think it was such a formational time in my life to have older Mm -hmm. people that weren't my parents or my relatives Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who spoke life and encouraged and delighted in me. And it just helped me stay on the journey. I went to the University of Western Ontario. I guess it's called Western University now. 
Yeah, yeah. And I was at Huron College. And faith went on the back burner for me because I just Mm. didn't see any relevance to being a young person and following Jesus. And I didn't know very many people my age that were serious about faith. Mm. And so when I went to Western, I was like, well, forget all this. I'll just like take care of that later in my life. But I met a young woman in my last year of university who was the most compelling Christian. And she Mm. loved me. She was interesting and smart and athletic and beautiful and all the things I wasn't sure Christians really were. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That... At such a young age, and I just was so compelled by how she lived out her life of faith that I actually joined a Bible study she was running in the last year university. And by about February, so the last semester of my university career, I felt like I couldn't sit on the fence any longer. And I decided I was all in for Jesus and uh, went to Toronto, worked in Toronto. Yeah, just had this journey of realizing how much people don't understand who Jesus is. And I felt Hmm. so compelled by that, that um, I ended up joining what is now Power to Change. We started using Alpha within Power to Change. And then I moved over to Alpha in 2003. So I've been with Alpha over 20 years and I absolutely love it. Not because... It is the only way or the best way, but it is just one way to help people meet Jesus. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So this journey of faith, you have these older adults in your church speaking into your life, this amazing woman that you meet, and then you end up, you know, switching to a career of uh, working for Alpha and also doing the same thing. (laughs) All those things that you just talked about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I always encourage people, especially if you're older, and you're thinking, what is my role in the church? Mm. Like I've I've served in all these different areas. What is my role? Mm-hmm. Well, if you just take one, two, five young people under your wing to encourage, yeah. to pray, to love, you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to love. And yeah, it's yeah, amazing yeah. what it'll do for their faith journey. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when you were talking about um, those older people and then that woman that you met, that was the one thing that stuck out to me from from what you said, the the love that she had for you, right? And then just Mm -hmm. how that's compelling for, you know, sharing that gospel message. So good. Well, I would love for us to talk about Alpha and the Alpha course and it, it's honestly an on like it's an amazing resource and we've used it for quite a number of years at, at Clearview. But before we do, I'm just wondering if we could have a conversation about evangelism. Um, I think we all know as Christians, like it's a central calling of the church to be witnesses and to share the good news of Jesus. But nowadays, like I, we hear it all the time. People have so many hangups about um, sharing, sharing their faith. Like we hear things like, oh, I don't really know how, or I don't feel adequate, or like there's this fear behind it. I don't know enough, or I don't have the confidence to, you know, to share my faith in my, in my work environment or even with my friends. And so maybe can we just talk about evangelism? What, what really sure. does that mean? Well, I think the best definition I've ever heard is by my good friend who's been a pastor for over 50 years, an academic, an author. His name is Daryl Johnson. And he says evangelism is joining a conversation the Holy Spirit is already having with another person. Mm, And so I think what happens with so many of us is we think if we mess it up, If we can't share our faith in the right way, we've somehow failed God and we certainly failed the person we're sharing with. And Mm. the reality is, is that God is working in that person's life before you come to the conversation. Mm -hmm. and, And the Holy Spirit follows up with that person. I mean, you may need to as well, but it's not like you're left out alone. 
And probably the best way that I've heard Nikki Gumbel, the pioneer behind Alpha, say it. He tells this great story about a father who is in a hotel with his younger son. And his younger son is in the hotel lobby plink plonking on a piano. And he's just playing really bad notes. Anyone listening is like, this is terrible. And the father comes into the lobby where his son is playing and puts his arms around the child and starts to play. Mm. And those observing went from hearing a terrible sound to hearing this beautiful sound because the father was a classical pianist. And what the father was able to do is turn those plink plonks into something beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the Holy Spirit's doing with us when we stretch our faith to share with someone, invite them to Alpha, invite them to church, uh, pray with them, whatever that might be, where we're stretching ourselves to do something maybe uncomfortable, is that we have to realize that there's these arms around us playing something that we can't even hear. And yeah, it's the beautiful yeah. work of the Holy Spirit activated in another person through you, right. which is the beautiful way that it covers up, like I stumbled, I could have had a better answer. I mean, how many times do we think, I wish I would have said that differently. <laughs> I wish yeah. I would have been quick to, yes. quick enough to think about that. And the reality is, don't worry, the Holy yeah. Spirit's in it. Yeah, the Holy yeah. Spirit's those working. Those plinks so, and plunks yeah. are, are those little exactly. bubbles and foils. So do, exactly. you think, do you think those plinks and plunks, those are like the barriers? And maybe talk a little bit about that. Like, why do you think those barriers happen? Like, why? what stops us from actually being willing to make that beautiful music? Well, I think there's a number of reasons, truthfully, Elaine. I think one reason is we know that um, what we read in the press or see in social media is mm-hmm. the culture is against us. They think this or that. I mean, we could all come up with the labels they'd like to put on Christians. Mm. But my experience tells me that when you have a relationship with someone that doesn't have faith, that changes that perspective. They might say Christians are, or the church is, but when they know mm. you, they're like, but not you. Ah. And so it's a, it's a gateway into a relational conversation about God. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's this hesitation because of what we hear in the press and see in social media, and sure. even hear some of our work colleagues call Christians, you know, bad names, yeah. hate, etc. And so the reality is we have to have personal relationships with our neighbors, our work colleagues, our friends in a way that demonstrates a different type of faith than perhaps they're seeing portrayed in the media. The mm-hmm. second reason we hesitate is because um, we we know we don't have the answers. Mm-hmm. I literally cannot, I had my alpha online last night, I could not answer the questions that people were asking <laughs> if they if they you know sort of pin me down and said what is the exact answer i have taken apologetics courses i read the bible i i'm in this work of sharing faith but i don't have all the answers and i think people yeah. think we have to have the answers actually what you need to have is the holy spirit and you need to love people and it's yeah, absolutely yeah. fine to say to someone i'm so sorry i don't know can i go away and think about that can I come yeah, back yeah. and have another discussion? Or would you like to come to church? <laughs> or would you yeah. like to come to, to Alpha? I yeah. think the other thing is people in church don't have confidence that what they're inviting their friends to is safe. And what I mean oh. by that is safe for them to feel confident that if they come, I'm not going to be cringing and thinking, mm. oh no, it was the wrong Sunday. We're talking mm. about money today and I brought my friend. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. 
or they feel I'm nervous if I bring my friend to alpha, what will they experience? Will they get a good group? Will they get welcomed well? And, and truthfully, if you're out in the workplace, so my husband's a Vancouver police officer, when he's out at work and if he has an opportunity to have a faith conversation, he's going to think very carefully Mm. about where would I bring them? Would I bring them to a Christmas service, an Easter service? Would I bring them to Alpha? First, let's start in our home. Like you have to think about the relational capital you have with people and where you feel safe to bring the person you've prayed for, loved, had multiple conversations with. Now you're going to bring them to something. And so that's why, at least with Alpha, we and I'm sure your church is the same, you want to provide these welcoming, safe environments where people can ask anything and say anything. So I think people get hung up on like, is this a safe place to bring my friend that right. doesn't know anything about faith or rejected the church decades ago? Yeah. Is this the right place to bring them? And then the last one, I think, is confidence in Jesus. Yeah. He's the best news, but sometimes... If you've been a Christian a while and you've had heartache and difficulties and you yourself are struggling with how good is he, Mm -hmm. it's hard to want to share that with other people. So there's a variety of reasons, but, but if we can recognize and go beyond ourselves and see the pain, the, um, the uncertainty in the culture today, I think we'll know that we can step over that, step through it. And find those places and have confidence in Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the church community and Alpha, whomever, uh, to welcome your friends and give them a safe place to ask their questions. Yeah. Yeah. Can I pick up something that you just mentioned about the Mm -hmm. the confidence and like the, are the things that are going on in the community? Like we here in, in, in the media, like the church is getting, the church capital C is getting a bad, a bad rap these days. And can you just tell us a little bit more from your experience? Um, like what is the Canadian landscape these days? And like, what are, what are you seeing right now? And, you know, maybe even where are some of the opportunities for evangelism? Well, I have to tell you, Elaine, I've never been more excited for sharing our faith in Canada. Okay. And awesome. let me tell you why. Uh, the uncertainty that's out there, the economic uncertainty, the geopolitics, yeah. the political situation to the south of us, our own economic security, like mm-hmm. there is so much going on and particularly younger people are very unsettled about it and they have yeah. big questions. Yeah. So here's some of the data that we see in Canada. First of all, if you look at the 2021 census, you'll see that um, the association with any religion, uh, Christianity in particular, has gone down. But if you look at Angus Reid Forum's research on prayer, they will tell you more Canadians are praying than ever before. So there's something that's happening. There's a spiritual unrest that's happening in our country. The second thing I'll say about it is that we see a spiritual hunger across the country because as we talk to church leaders, as we talk to other ministries, we're hearing we can't believe how how many people are in our alpha, how many mm. people who aren't even Christians, like they have no background, but they're coming here. Newcomers to Canada, longing for a place to belong, come to alpha and they tell the alpha leaders, since we've immigrated here, we've never found such a welcoming place as alpha at this church. 
And so how do we stretch ourselves to welcome newcomers, to see the opportunity, to see the Holy Spirit's blowing a new wind in our country where Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. are spiritually curious? And Curtis, uh, who you may or may not know out of Ottawa and Mm -hmm. out of your area, Curtis, Mm -hmm. has this research that they said in the past seven days, 12% of adults went to church in the past in Canada, but 18% of those under the age of 30. Oh, so immediately we should be thinking not that the younger generation isn't interested. They are spiritually hungry, longing for connection, longing for community. What are we doing to provide it for them? So I would just like to challenge the bad news thinking for looking at the data, looking at the hunger of individuals and looking at young people and realizing, oh my word, it is plentiful harvest. We are legitimately in a season of saying the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. Pray for the workers. Right. Do you think it's a a spiritual hunger that's happening or is it a Mm -hmm. a place to belong? Because you said both things like there's this desire. It's It's both. both. Okay. So it's a perfect storm, right? Sure. It's like I'm longing for community. I'm longing to be known Mm -hmm. and I have spiritual questions. Yeah. I mean, it's fabulous. And yeah. what I talked to a teacher recently who's in the public school system who said, you know, she has kids in her class that are Christian and all the different religions. It's a really yeah. multicultural school. And she said she heard one kid, I think they're 11 years old, say, what do you mean Jesus is the king of kings? That's ridiculous. She's like, 11 <laughs> year olds are talking about this. She's like, this is a new era that she's hearing spiritual conversation happening in a public school School. in with the kids that they're having these conversations about faith openly amongst themselves because they it's just a cacophony around them of all these different things but they don't know what to believe they don't know where to put their hope and trust so can we step into those environments to open offer a welcoming place for people yeah. Why do you, why do you think then that there's this, maybe it's a misnomer then, but why do you, why do you think then that the church or we, we get this sense that the church is on a, like a massive decline. Like it doesn't seem like it's this well-kept secret at all that there is, you know, people walking away from faith or walking away from the church. So if that is true and also what everything that you've just said is true, like what, what is that saying about the church? Do you think? Well, I think, you know, it's hard to say because every congregation is different. And although you could draw some commonalities, I don't want to say this is a certainty across churches, but I will say the churches that have their eyes on people that don't Mm -hmm. know Jesus are filled with hope. Of course, we lament the people that are disengaging. We we lament the people that are walking out. Uh, But when we have our eyes on our neighbors and our friends, newcomers to Canada, we see such great hope. And so I think it's about lifting our heads out of our current environment and saying, Mm -hmm. what else is going on? What are the other opportunities? But coming out of the pandemic, so many people had had to be, for very good reason, looking internally. And I think the call to the church is, don't miss what God's doing. Mm -hmm. Look beyond your own circumstances to see where the Lord's at at work. And it is, it's exciting days. I, I'll sure. tell you a quick story, Elaine. I, I think that um, the Lord is moving in such a way, and this is going to be perhaps hard to understand. And I actually recently had a pastor text me and said, I thought you were crazy the first time I heard it. And I actually <laughs> told people, I thought you were crazy. Like, that's literally the text. You said this. I thought you were crazy. I told other pastors you were crazy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm texting you to tell you I now see it. 
Okay. And what we're seeing in Canada is that God seems to be working through signs and wonders like he did in the first century church in a way that we haven't seen before. Now that's uncomfortable depending on what part of the church you come from, traditions, your experience, etc. But what we're seeing is that on Alpha or even out in everyday life, when we are inviting the Holy Spirit to come and praying for people, we're seeing crazy things happen. Now, your listeners might be like, what do you mean by crazy things? And please define that. But it's how we see the first century church and the the disciples and the apostles going out, praying with people, seeing people healed. And so I'll tell you a quick story. I was on a plane between Toronto and Halifax. I'm sitting beside a woman my age and She's like fussing. She's not comfortable. And so I had my noise canceling headset on. I take it off. I said, are you okay? And she's reaching Mm -hmm. for some Advil or Tylenol in her bag. And she said, I don't know what I did to my hip. I'm in so much pain, running down my leg, up my back. I can't get comfortable. It's excruciating. So I'm taking some more Tylenol. I don't know what came over me, Elaine, only the Holy Spirit, because (laughs) I would not usually do this. But I just looked at her and said, may I pray for you? right Mm -hmm. now. I love to pray for people for healing. And she said, are you a Reiki healer? And (laughs) I was like, no, I'm a Christian who loves to pray for healing. I mean, I don't know this woman's name. I know nothing about Mm -hmm. her. And she said, well, okay. And I said, well, I'd like to pray out loud. Are you okay with that? And she's like, okay. Like really looking at me like, and I said, I'm sorry. I know this sounds very strange. Uh, She tells me it's right here. I said, would you like me to put my hand on your hip and pray for you. And she said, yes, I would. So I lay my hand on her hip. I prayed the simplest of prayers. Um, Father, you love this woman. You know, she's Mm -hmm. in terrible pain. And I pray, come Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, bring her healing. Amen. She looks up at me, says, thank you. I feel super embarrassed and awkward. So I put on my noise canceling headset and I'm just, you know, go back to reading. And then she taps me on the shoulder excuse me, uh, I just want to let you know that when you had your hand on me, I felt a tremendous amount of heat in my hip. Oh, wow. And she said, and the pain's gone down. And I said, well, that's amazing. You did take Tylenol. And then I put my nose pants in the headset. (laughs) Because you just kind of feel like, was that Lord? Was that Tylenol? Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the flight, as we're putting our things away, it was only a two and a half hour flight. And she said, I just want you to know I have absolutely no more pain. Wow. And I said, well, I just want to tell you that the father loves you Mm -hmm. and he's healed you. And she said, I guess so. And, you know, so so these are the kind of stories that the Lord is stirring up across our nation is how Mm -hmm. do we have courage to pray for people? How do we have courage to invite people? You know, my friend uh, Glenn invited a woman at his work 14 times to Alpha before she said yes. Okay. And the yeah. only reason she came, she's like, he's never going to stop inviting me. <laughs> I you might know, as I don't, well show up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I better come once. Yeah. And she yeah. came. And do you know, she came to faith. Her husband and sons came to faith. She became yeah. a leader in the church. So you just see that we have to be not pushy, arrogant, but welcoming and loving and mm-hmm. consistent with yeah. our friends yeah. and family. Yeah. And being willing to pray for them. It sounds like that willingness piece too, right? Partner with the Holy Spirit and what he's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, you did take Tylenol after all. (laughs) I like that. You know what? I'm glad I can tell that story because this is just what it feels like to be human doing these things, right? Right. Where you're like, 
Oh my word, I was so embarrassed. It was so awkward. It was so weird. Yeah. How have I turned into one of those weird people? Yes, yes, uh, yes. And yet the Holy Spirit delights in us taking steps of faith. Right, yeah. When you were saying before or earlier in the conversation, like believing that God's already at work in someone's life, mm-hmm. um, you know, that might be a perfect example, right? God God mm-hmm. set you up for this particular conversation with this exactly. lady. Exactly. She walks away and you don't know where he's going to continue the conversation next with her, but just being yeah, faithful to that piece. Right. So good. So good. Hello, I am Marco Vergara, digital and worship coordinator here at Clearview, and I come bearing exciting news. Alpha is coming to Clearview, and we want you to be a part of it. Starting this April, we're launching the Alpha course, an engaging 11-week program designed to create a welcoming space, either online or in-person, where people can bring their friends for open conversations about faith, life, and God. Alpha is an opportunity to explore the big questions in life in a friendly environment. Whether you are new to faith, have questions, or just want to connect with others on a spiritual journey, Alpha is for you. We encourage you to start praying and wondering, who can you invite? A coworker, a neighbor, or perhaps a friend? Think about those in your spheres of influence who might be seeking answers or looking for a community to explore life's big questions. How to get involved? Mark your calendar. Save the date for the Alpha course starting in April. Sign up for the e-news here at Clearview and follow us on Instagram or Facebook to stay tuned for more details on registration and logistics. Share this exciting news with your friends, family, and colleagues, and let's make this Alpha a vibrant and enriching experience for all. if we can and talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about alpha um for those listening Mm -hmm. to the podcast who actually they don't really know what alpha is i'm wondering if you can kind of give us an overview of what alpha is what is it who's the target audience and you know what's what's the main purpose of alpha well i'll just say that the premise is that we believe that everyone should have a chance to explore faith, ask questions, share their point of view in a safe environment, a safe welcoming environment with radical hospitality, usually good food, they listen mm-hmm. to a talk, and then they have a facilitated discussion. And so it's really Alpha is a series of uh, sessions or episodes exploring the Christian faith. And these these episodes cover topics like who is Jesus? Why did Jesus die? Why? and why and how can I have faith? What about prayer, the Bible? And every topic is designed to create conversation. And then you move into a facilitated conversation. And the hardest thing is for Christians to be helping on Alpha because we mm. all want to tell people what we think. And oh. the best <laughs> Alpha is yeah. it has um, a facilitated conversation where people feel like I can say what I think and no one's mm. going to correct me. And that's really hard for us as Christians not yeah. to say, well, that's not what the Bible said. Jesus taught, mm. taught differently. But what we're doing in this is we're, we're really trusting the Holy Spirit to take us through a journey. Okay. And so over 1.4 million people in Canada have taken Alpha over the last uh, 20 years. And last year in 2023, 100,000 people went on Alpha. 
And uh, over 30,000 people began or restored a relationship with Jesus. And we are so excited about Mm -hmm. that, that the local church is witnessing this, is seeing God on the move, is taking steps to invite people, and really believing that when their church runs Alpha well, whether it's online, in person, morning, evening, wherever, um, that that they are seeing people come to faith because these guests are getting connection, they're getting some content and they're getting conversation. It's been amazing. Wow. Shayla, I'm wondering if you can tell us um, some stories, like what are you seeing God do through Alpha right now? You've just, you know, given us some statistics about the number of people, but what are you seeing happen at the local church level with an Alpha program? Well, what we're seeing right across the country is the churches, and I said this a bit earlier, that are looking out and are really praying and loving their neighbors and their work colleagues and friends are then inviting them to come to Alpha and people are saying yes. Mm. Like we're getting churches telling us we haven't had this big of an Alpha either ever. Uh, Bayview Glen in Toronto, they did, I happened to go there at Christmas Eve because that's where my family attends. Mm. And even though I live in Vancouver, I was in Toronto. Bayview Glen Church did the most amazing Christmas Eve service and they made their action is join Alpha. If you have questions, come to Alpha. They did like an Alpha testimony, Alpha promotion. 300 guests on their Alpha. 300. Wow. wow. And so many of them, no church background whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, a friend invited them to Christmas Eve, a friend invited them to come to Alpha. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. We're hearing of stories of students running Alpha in their local schools for their friends and seeing their friends come to know Jesus. Okay, we're so hearing it's not stories... just at the church. No, we're seeing people okay. run it like online for their friends across the country. So if you're like me, I live in Vancouver. My friends are spread out across Canada. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. during the pandemic, I ran Alpha online for my friends. Okay. Because I can't invite them to my local church Alpha. We're seeing churches take Alpha into prisons and uh, different uh, institutions like that. We're seeing uh, people take Alpha into their workplace and running it with their colleagues at lunch. So there's all these different iterations. It's basically, where can you run Alpha where it helps someone else uh, feel safe about exploring faith. Okay, so before you were talking, you know, about the relationships, the importance of relationship with someone, mm-hmm. in, you know, in this invitation, what would you recommend for people? Like, I'm, I'm just imagining, you know, we want to host an alpha at Clearview Church. Admittedly, we, we wanted uh, in the past we've done a couple of online alphas, but we mm-hmm. want to try it in person again. But how do we encourage people to invite somebody? What, what, what would you recommend? Well, first, I would ask them to do a personal audit. Do you know people mm-hmm. that don't follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then the first step is, have I looked out at my neighborhood? Have mm-hmm. I gotten to know my neighbors? What about my work colleagues? Have I thought about them? And then you actually start to notice and listen to them and love them okay. well. So the first yeah. step is notice. Uh, yeah. Do a little internal audit of your own life. Uh, the second thing I would say is understand what your role is. I love the story of my friend Gary Tatinger. He's a retired pastor now, but he was running a big alpha campaign for Central Alpha like you're talking about. And he interviewed a number of people that had invited. I invited two people to my work. Yay, they've come. I invited my neighbors. Yay, they've come. You know, he had all these people. And the last woman said, I've invited my whole street. And, you know, the (laughs) congregation is like, that's amazing. And he said, how many people are coming? And she said, none. 
Yeah. Now that was the last part of the testimony. And you'd think that's the worst one to end on. But what he was trying to do is make a point. He was making the point that our job is to invite. Right. The Holy Spirit will bring. Yeah. And so remember our role in it. And if you don't get someone saying, yes, you've done your part. Yeah. You can still pray. You can invite them again. You can continue to love them. But don't feel like you failed because someone said no to an invitation. Understand that you're just playing your part. And you can be like my friend Glenn. Invite 10 times, 10 years in a row. And see what happens. (laughs) Uh, And then, but the most foundational piece in all of it, Elaine, is pray. Mm -hmm. Is pray. And uh, for some people, they will love to pray. And other people will go one step further and say, I want to pray and fast for Alpha Mm -hmm. to start at our church. That we Mm -hmm. would know who to invite, how to invite, that we'd be warm and welcoming. And Mm -hmm. so I think, Mm -hmm. you know, for your church to go for it, I say, do it. Don't miss what the Spirit is doing in the nation. And be bold and courageous to believe that there's a spiritual temperature increase, not related to Jesus, but just a spiritual temperature increase. And can we, can we, the church, love and welcome people into our space where they, they experience the love of God? That's what we long for. Yeah. Can I ask a question about the whole digital thing? Um, I also Mm want to ask another one about uh, the strategy of Alpha in in just a second, but talking about digital Mm -hmm. space, like we did online digital, or sorry, online Mm -hmm. Alpha um, during the pandemic and even actually post-pandemic because we found we were listening to Nikki Gumbel say, I didn't believe it was possible to do it online, but I've totally changed my mind. And, you know, we did. So we, we followed his advice and we were amazed how Alpha online Line was actually really uh, enriching, and we 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 saw the Holy Spirit working over the internet. Like it was it was really totally amazing. Um, what would you recommend moving forward, though? We're kind of post pandemic. We even talked already about people craving relationship or craving to belong. What what would you say moving forward? Um, do we continue doing digital online? Think, do we? I think you do all of it. I think Mm. you do whatever works for the people that you know that want to invite their friends. So for Mm. me, if I want to invite my closest friends who don't live in Vancouver, they could live an hour and a half out. They're never going to drive into the city. Yeah, It's kind of like, you know, if you're in Burlington and your good friend even lives in Milton, it might be a question of whether or not they're going to come. Yeah. Let alone they live, you know, further than that. So Mm -hmm. for those people, maybe helping them facilitate Alpha Online is really important because they have lots of relationships or they have a bunch of work colleagues that work remotely and they want to run it for their friends. Well, then you're going to do it online. Right. So you really have to think about what, what does the congregation need as a vehicle to help them run Alpha? Is it digitally or in person? Okay. That, yeah, that totally makes sense. That's good advice. Thank you. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about the strategy. You've already been giving lots of little hints about some of the research and things going on behind it, but for those who are listening to the podcast and yeah, this might be something new for them. Tell us about Alpha's pivot and their their switch in their strategy because it's, it's really interesting. Can you tell us about it? Well, let me just tell you that I think one of the most exciting things that we are working on right now is Generation Alpha goes into high school mm. in 2024. Mm-hmm. So they start grade nine. And Generation Alpha in Canada is the least religious generation we've had. 
And they have no experience for the most part in faith, but they have big questions. They're very interested. They're up agers. So when you think about alpha for youth being for like a 14, 15, 16 year old, we're now seeing 11 and 12 year olds interested in having those conversations. So we're very well aware that there is some, something happening in that generation. Mm. And Mm -hmm. one of the very interesting things about Canadian kids, so this is younger Gen Z that we interviewed, which is pointing towards what Gen Alpha will be like, is that 49% of them want to know if Christianity is good. 49%. Well, that's a different apologetic than Jesus is true. So the church has Mm. to think about how are we preaching to Jesus is good? How are we running alpha to show that Jesus is good? How am I Mm -hmm. as a Christian in my place of work or in school showing that Jesus is good? And then the other thing that we found was that 53% of them admit to having unanswered questions about faith. Mm. Unanswered. So when you Mm -hmm. look at, okay, this younger demographic, there's so much opening. But the most significant stat for me is 45% of Gen Z have no opinion about Jesus. Neither positive okay. or negative. So many right. people have believed that younger uh, teenagers have a very negative opinion about Jesus. But our research, our Canadian data tells us, not true. They have neither okay. positive or negative. It's blank. So if we can open our eyes to see the opportunity to share Jesus in the power of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit with great love and welcome, I think we can see a whole generation uh, re- rekindled mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. to realize that's who their a, creator is. That's a huge is. opportunity. It's massive. And that's why yeah. we're kind of tilting Alpha Canada to help the church mm-hmm. say Gen Alpha is in your children's ministry. They're the best ones to reach their friends. How do we encourage young people to reach their friends with the good news of Jesus? And then Alpha Canada comes along and, and produces resources for that. And so our next Alpha Youth Series is coming out in the fall of 2024. And so that will be great. And it's focused on Gen Alpha. The first few episodes talk about is Jesus good? Okay. Okay. So you've totally switched even how you present the content too. We wouldn't say totally switched. We'd say added and built into it is Jesus good. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Oh, that's really exciting. So would you recommend that churches um, use that in their, in their children's ministry? I would say it's not meant for children. It's meant for young, like grade nine and 10. Right, right. But I would say just don't be surprised if your junior youth are more interested than your senior youth. Okay, okay. So, wow, that's totally fascinating. Well, we will definitely keep Mm -hmm. tabs on that and see how we can, you know, even consider teaching about Jesus as good. That's, yeah, that's really exciting. It it will make a very significant difference in your church if you understand how we present that Jesus Mm -hmm. is good and true, but, but lead with good. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. So I do have one last question. Mm -hmm. If I can ask this last question of you, what was one helpful piece of advice that someone gave you, which has impacted the way that you share the gospel message of Jesus with others? I think it was a posture prayer that I was given years ago. And I pray it every morning, come Holy Spirit. Um, fill me to overflowing for everything that I have in my day and let me join you in what you're doing. Hmm. And I've just prayed that consistently every morning and these kind of crazy things happen every day. Let me join (laughs) you in what you're doing. The Holy Spirit's I've given permission as I start the day to the Holy Spirit to come and fill me 
and then to use me. And I kind of do this funny thing where I say, I'm available. Yeah. I'm available. And then God, God does wonderful things and I get to watch it and participate in it. So great. So great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Shayla. Thank you for this amazing conversation and just all the helpful data and tips and things that you've helped us to think through about sharing faith. I, I really appreciate the thought or the idea of like eyes up, like take, take a look around and, you know, who are your neighbors, who are the people mm-hmm. around you and, and be open in that posture of openness and, and willingness to think about God, who are you putting in front of me and invite, invite, invite and pray and pray a lot more <laughs> and pray so, and pray a yeah. lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And pray a well, lot more. So thank you well, so much for coming on the Faith you. Matters podcast today. Well, thanks, Elaine. I love what you guys are doing. Keep it up and keep, as I said, and you repeated, keep your eyes up. Uh, see the how the harvest is white. It's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to be living out our faith in Canada. So good. Thanks, Sheila. Thanks for listening in and joining us at the Faith Matters Podcast, where we are exploring everyday faith in a complex world. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. And if you get a chance, leave us a review there. The Faith Matters Podcast is a ministry of Clearview Church, and we are here to help everyone take their next step in following Jesus. And so if we can serve you in any way, jump on our website at www.clearviewchurch.com. My name is Phil Reinders. I'm lead pastor at Clearview Church. Until next time, friends.